0: How do you get pictures of your pocketbook? You hire a purse paparazzi. Huh? (laughs) It's episode 13. Let's talk about it. we're back once again i'm hanging with you my friend i'm robert kennedy the third rk3 that's me yippee as far as your eyes can see what's what's up with this (laughs) i've started off the last few shows with some sort of fake rap attempt and as much as you might think it's a joke i'm beginning to take it seriously honestly i think i might have a future in rap i'm gonna whip out my old portable studio and see if we can get the cables to work Then I'll go down into the lab, see if I can come up with some amazingness, some dope, funky, fresh fire that'll blow your mind. Okay, 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 I'm sorry. It was a throwback moment, like an old athlete reliving the glory days in her mind. (sighs) Well, we're back with another episode. Have you been enjoying the others Last episode, we got some super-duper knowledge from Neil Patel. Neil came and dropped some literal bombs, marketing gems for your business. If you haven't checked out the Epi, you'll like that, huh? Epi, short for episode. Get it? Ah, never mind. If you haven't checked it out yet, go back and check out episode 12 of the RK3 show. Listen Rewind. Take some notes. You'll be glad you did. And you'll come back and thank me for saving your life. You will. I promise you. (laughs) Listen, y'all. I want you to have your voice on the show, like literally your voice on the show. No, not you writing and me reading. I want your literal voice. So here's what I want you to do. Record a 10 second voice memo. Go to www.robertkennedy3.com forward slash voicemail and leave me a message. Tell me what you think of the show, what you want to hear more of, or even what you want less of. I'll play your voice on the show as long as you don't curse. I'll listen to your feedback. I'll listen to a verse. But do your man a favor and don't curse. Boom, bap. Okay. All right. (laughs) There it is again. All right. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Okay. All right. If you want to send a suggestion or a question to the show, you can also send it to me at podcast at robertkennedy3.com. That's podcast at robertkennedy3.com. Hey, y'all, as a speaker, I have a team that works with me to keep things straight, but I also use some tools to help me keep things moving. And one of the most important tools I use is a calendar scheduler. So instead of going back four or five times by email, I'll send the link and the other party and myself were able to quickly set up a convenient time for both of us. For this, I use Calendly.com. That's C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y.com. Today's show is brought to you by Calendly.com. It connects with your calendar Finds the open slots you've determined and sets it up so you will only book meetings at times that work. Say goodbye to double booking and time spent setting up meetings when you could be golfing instead. Shh. Anyway, check out Calendly.com. Let's jump into the show. Today's guest is a pitching machine. No, not a baseball pitching machine She's a business owner who speaks And she's auditioned for Shark Tank As well as won several pitch competitions She believes she was born to speak And she absolutely loves what she does She's the owner of a business called Purse Paparazzi And works with business owners Who want to build more business for themselves through speaking For the win, my guest is Quinn Conyers Quinn's got a story, let's tell it Quinn, we've spoken in the past about you and your journey in public speaking. One of the things that you've told me is like, OMG, I absolutely love speaking. This is what I was born to do. What is it about public speaking that has you so sprung?
1: You know, and it, it's you. You use the word that's really interesting, and it's called journey. And I'm just now at this ripe age. I've been speaking for 13 years, finding joy in this journey. Um, just to be very transparent, when you know you're supposed to do something, it really comes in raw form, and you have to mold it and test it and think it out. And sometimes that can cause confusion and frustration. But what I find that it Being on stage and being alive, number one, you and me together share a passion and something that we are both good at that the general population fears. So let's be clear about that. You know, their speaking is the number one fear of all Americans. 75% of adults have a fear of speaking in front of crowds. So I take pride in doing something that is so natural to me that is scary to some. It's a pride thing. But I also like to... Speak life into people, you know, and give them them tools and resources. And motivation isn't something different; isn't something new. You know, people have been speaking life into things for a very long time. You know, not to go in a religious, you know, you know, background, but you know, they're. You, when God spoke, he spoke things into existence. And I feel like there is power in people's words and sometimes the reason isn't because all these people or forces are against you, but you. I really believe that life is really in your mouth and life is in what you say. So I believe that once somebody kind of embodies that, embraces that and knows that, they can change not only what they do in life but they have the power to instill that into someone else. And that is why I'm so fired up about speaking because literally you can change someone's mindset, their life, where they're going, where they want to be by what you say and speak life into them. We always remember back in the day when teacher so-and-so said we couldn't be anything or somebody told us that we couldn't, you know, and we hold that. But what if we flip that? Why can't remember when people spoke life into us. And that's Mm -hmm. the part of the side of the coin I want to be on. So you
0: said something really interesting just now with regard to fear and and how people have this fear of public speaking. And then you spoke about yourself and how you love to do it. But what about the person that that the fear is almost crippling to some degree? Right. And. But they still have a gift in some way. I mean, people look at you and might make the assumption that oh my gosh she's amazing at it. she's not she doesn't she doesn't feel afraid or fear or scared at all talk to us about the that fear factor within you as well
1: I think you have to really understand what the root of fear is. You know, fear, if you really get to the root of it, is rejection. So a lot right. of people are fearful, not just of public speaking, but anything in life. Either it's rejection or it's feel of fear of failure. But I'm building a new relationship with fear. Right. Um, it's the same type of relationship that I'm building with setbacks and, and things. If you want to be super successful in certain things, whether it's speaking, being a speaker, or being an entrepreneur, newer or getting that promotion, you're going to have to do things that scare you and push you out of your comfort zone. People are not successful because they're more gifted, they're more talented. It's they push past fear. So once you understand and have a different relationship with fear, understanding that if you want to go to the top or if you want to be the best at whatever you do, something along that journey is going to scare you. And you have two choices. Can you push past it anyway or do you leave yourself stuck and stagnant and then 30, years from now, you're looking back and be like, I wish I should've, could've, would've. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to live my life should've, could've, would've. And I know this is very interesting. I'm going to be very transparent with you and with your listeners. I am fearful of cold calling. I hate it with a passion. I don't like it. You know what I mean? I don't know what it is. Put me on a stage of 500, 5,000. Give me the mic. I'm ready to go. But I have to call somebody one-on-one. But I also know that that's going to come back to me. you can avoid it for so long. If you want to reach a certain level of success, you've got to push past it and understand that fear really is either a symptom of you're afraid that you're going to be rejected or you're afraid that you're going to be failed. But if you want to make it to the top, you know, you've got to do it anyway. you got to... Do it afraid is what people say. You got to push past it. So it's just understanding that it's normal. It's part of the journey. Nobody's reached success without being afraid or feeling rejected. It's part of it, the journey. We want the success, but we don't want the stress, you know?
0: (laughs) Wow, that's so good. Somebody needed to hear that today. The the relation of fear to feelings of rejection or something that's internal to Mm -hmm. us that's causing us to feel like, I'm going to be made to look like a fool or an idiot or look crazy. And so, you know what? I'd rather just stay on the couch and not do it. So in order to reach our success, you've got to endure the stress. It's kind of what you said. (laughs) And you know what,
1: too? It always comes back. So even if you don't do it at that moment, you know, it always comes back. I remember hearing a story about someone who always wanted to be, you know, a baker. You know what I mean? Baked cakes, pies, all that other stuff. And of course, everybody thought they were crazy. Get a good job, pursue, you know, don't do that. That's too risky. And then it was a couple of years later when he was walking past the bakery and he smelled the bread and broke down, you know? Wow. Because it, what fear and speaking, or whatever you're fearful of, it doesn't go away until you conquer it. Wow. Or worse, you stay with it and then you start feeling a life of regret and nobody wants to feel that you at least want to attempt and net not go the way you want it to versus get to a certain point and look back. and like, it really wasn't that serious.
0: Wow. Wow. So I want to talk a little bit about the, the, how you get yourself. I don't want to use the word known, but how, how do you create visibility? Because a lot of people start and you've heard them and I've heard them. They say, I'm a motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. And they may speak at a high school, but nobody knows who they are outside of their, you know, mama Nem and them, and a couple of people around them. They don't really, they have not made the, the leap into seriously taking this as a business. So speak to us about how people can utilize what, what, what should we do to gain visibility as a public speaker?
1: Well, awesome question. The first thing you have to do is if you want to speak, you have to be heard. You don't want to be someone's best kept secret. And what I realize is people have their mindset on Z. They're at A, they want to go to Z, right? And one of the things you have to realize is before you get to Z, there's certain things that have to be in place. What platforms are at your disposal that you can begin speaking right away and utilize those? There's no reason why you're a speaker if you're not posting videos on LinkedIn, Facebook, you know, YouTube, using those free opportunities to share your voice to share your message be intentional about who you're speaking to so if I want to speak to entrepreneurs about using public speaking in their business to grow it I need to say that when I'm speaking so my message isn't for everyone I want you to tune in if you're an entrepreneur so that's the one way utilizing the tools that allow your voice to be heard because some people want to play I don't have a lot of money or I don't have this this that or you know I'm not speaking yet because nobody's offering me an honorarium but You built your speaker brand, you know, because that's the thing, your speaker brand, who you are. So that's the first thing, making sure that you are utilizing opportunities to share your voice on a podcast, on a webinar, you know, YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook. The second thing is out there, you got to speak for free. Nobody wants to use the F word when it comes to speaking, (laughs) right? But you have to be willing to share your voice. And what you have to understand and what I tell people all the time, Lisa Nichols did it. Les Brown did it. Uh, Eric Thomas did it. They all spoke for free, but in the beginning, and then they began to speak for free and get paid. Now, how do you do that, Quinn? That doesn't make any sense. How do you speak for free and still get paid?
0: Communication, motivation, leadership, and more. You're listening to the RK3 Show.
1: Your payment is testimonials your payment is video footage you know i saw a great video about the guy before i even got on here was talking about how you're a great motivational speaker that's your currency so then when you go to an organization or organization approaches you you have social speaking proof to say here's my honorarium this is how much i charge and here are all these people who also agree how great i am because it's one thing for robert to say how great and amazing he is. Right. He is. But it's another thing for Quinn to say it, for this person from this conference to say it. So even if it's, you know, speaking for free, now how do you find free speaking opportunities? There's a whole bunch of hashtag call for speakers in Google that you can start there in your industry. Also hosting your own event, doing a podcast, doing a webinar. These are different ways that you can share your message. But I think one of the things is people want to get away from, you know, free. And even me, I was like, okay, I've been doing this for a while. I'm 13 years in, but when Lisa, you know Nichols, which is one of my great motivational speakers at I and she's like, I speak for free all the time because once you get smart, you can also sell your programs, your products, and services in the back of the room. But if you only want to go out, and here's some stats for you for all those people listening out there who are into stats. Only 51% of speakers make their money actually through speaking. The other 49% is through products, programs, and services. So that's about 50-50 you want to look at. It. So there's a bunch of people out there speaking for free and getting paid. So don't let that be your hang-up. Right. Shift, so
0: home. so let's talk a little bit... I. A slightly switch. But one of the things that you have done in the past is, is you have done these pitch competitions. Yes. Right? And you've, you've earned money, you actually come in, yes. you won money through pitching. And so pitching, there, there's an art form to that. There's not, it's not that you just go up and you just talk. You there's, there's an art form to it. And I and here's where I'm going. There are a lot of times we speak And we're just kind of rambling and we don't have a story to tell or we, we have not, I don't want to say we don't have a story to tell, but we haven't structured or formatted our story in such a way that people can palpably take it in and listen. So what advice do you have for people who are starting out or people who are speakers about how they should pitch or format their stories?
1: So good question again. Um, So Pitching and speaking are... Related, I would say like brother and sister, right? They're not too far off. They're not cousins. They're brother and sister. Even on a good day, they might be husband and wife, right? They're very related. I'm an analogy girl, right? So they're very connected, right? And the biggest thing between speaking and pitching is speaking. It's time. That's the only difference, right? When it comes to speaking, you generally have a window of time. Five to 10 minutes. A keynote, 30, 60, 90 minutes. Workshop, 45 minutes to 90 minutes, give or take. Pitching is the same thing, except for your message has to be clear, concise, compelling, and condensed. So Mm. if you are a speaker, you already have a heads up because you already understand the mechanics of delivering a powerful presentation. The challenge is most speakers are good off the cuff and they, if they have a certain window of time, they can make it happen. With pitching is you might have 60 seconds or two minutes and it's a dead hard time stop. If you go over, because this is competition, then you can be disqualified. So it forces you to get your message tight. I always tell people, whatever you do, if somebody asks you what type of speaker you are or what do you speak about or what do you do or you know what kind of entrepreneur are you, you need to be able to say that in one sentence. Right. Right? So when it comes to pitching as a speaker or it comes to pitching, period, even what you do, what your book is about, you have to learn how to be clear, concise, and compelling. We all know about the elevator pitch, but it really does go down to, I can share the same message in six minutes or 60 minutes, depending on what time. That's why I think it's so... Funny to me how speakers get really, really thrown off if, you know what, Quinn, I know that Robert just spoke and he was a great speaker and he went over time. So I know that we told you that you got 10 minutes, but you really got five. Or we right. I know I told you that you got 30 minutes, but you really have 10. So one of the biggest things about mastering a great pitch is to really understand what you're going to say. S- same thing, telling a story. Adding vocal variety, using, you know, your hands, nonverbal communication, but getting time down. You have no time for fluff, whereas you can fluff a little bit in speaking. But pitching, straight to the point. And that is how I have been able to do that. And it's also a confidence thing as well. I always say that, you know, you want to step on stage and you want to command the crowd. And there's a bunch of ways that you can do that. But I really do think that my ability to win these pitch competitions is just my foundation in being a great speaker and honing in on that craft. I can't go off of talent alone. I still practice. I still go to workshops. I still learn. I'm an avid learner of professional development. And I have a high school diploma, a bachelor's and a master's degree. And I'm still taking notes. I'm still learning. So, that is an art form. And the biggest difference, you know, is the fact that it's time. It's being able it to be clear, concise, and compelling in a condensed amount of time. Under
0: pressure. Excellent. Wow. <laughs> wow. That, that I mean, we could talk about this all day, but we only have a certain amount of time. Speaking of time. Yeah. On <laughs> podcast. So listen, I want you to tie this up for us. Uh, number one, tell us a little bit about where people can connect with you and find you online. That's that's number one. But I also want you to tell us a little bit about um, what's the one thing that people should work on as speakers? If you had to give them one passing or one leaving phrase or I'm losing my words today. But what's what's the one thing that you want to leave with us as advice for speakers?
1: You know, I have several mentors and I would say two things that stick out to me. When it comes to speaking, one of the things that I would give my advice to any speaker is number one, be transparent, okay? Share something about yourself with the audience that will allow you to connect. Um, With the audience as a great speaker, because people want to feel like, oh, that she's like me, you know, whether it's, you know, we're both women, we're both African American, we're both parents, we're both speakers, whatever that is, you definitely want to share something transparent about yourself. The second thing is, you got to be willing to share that thing that you're most embarrassed about as a Mm. speaker. And what I realized is I have a good friend and mentor of mine who was very embarrassed about a certain situation. And once she told her truth, that is what everyone wanted to book her on. Wow. And she was trying to put herself in a package of, I run a business and I'm a single mom, not realizing that people wanted to know how she was incarcerated for all those years and came out, became a motivational speaker. And she was just blown. And I just kind of thought to myself, what am I hiding? What if I, what could I share that would relieve me, but also take the burden off of someone else? And wow. that thing that you're kind of hiding, you don't want people to really know about you as a speaker. That's going to be the one that people probably want to hear the most from. And you're like, I don't understand. I done got all these degrees and you want to hear about X, Y, and Z? Really? Wow. That's what's going to get you booked.
0: Wow. If you've got a business, you've got to speak Not just to the customers at the cash register, but to the ones who haven't yet had the opportunity to experience what you do and even why you do it. So get those chops together. Get a coach. Get Quinn. Let her help you win. The info is in the show notes. Tell her RK3 sent you. Hey, hey, peeps. Guess what? I'm a creator. We're creators and we need your help to keep this thing going. So head on over to Patreon.com forward slash the RK3 show to become a patron of the show. Support the show and patron perks like behind the scenes footage, shout-outs, and special offers will be yours. So head on over to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash the RK3 show. Come on, folks, we need you. To make this thing go, so don't forget to tell your people to go over to Apple Podcast to leave a ranking, rating, and review for the show. Also, listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Pandora, and iHeartRadio. Feel free to show some love there, too. Listen, everyone, all the things that happen to you in your life is your stuff. Your stuff is your story, and your story deserves a stage. I'm Robert Kennedy III, and you've been listening to... Okay. E